the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You're listening to The Bruce Hooley Show. You can watch The Bruce Hooley Show on Facebook. Search it, The Bruce Hooley Show. Love to have you. You can email the show, Bruce at SalemMedia.com, Bruce at SalemMedia.com. We'll hear from U.S. Senate candidate J.D. Vance momentarily. And the campaign is on. Tim Ryan made a national television appearance last night on Brett Baer. He got a lot of questions. There were no answers. There were uh, instances of uh, rope-a-dope, of ducking, of dodging, of not answering. But uh, not a lot of answers. And one very interesting thing Tim Ryan said that I will play for J.D. Vance as we welcome the Republican nominee for Senate to the show. Are you used to having people bill you that way yet, J.D.? No, just getting used to it now, Bruce. But uh, it it, it sounds good. And, uh, yeah, I think I know what you're about to play. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the the answer from Tim Ryan last night, it was, uh, well, it was not a, a, I thought, great appearance for him on – Brett Bear, I do I do think it's good that he went on and uh, attempted to answer questions. But, you know, the problem with a guy who rambles and rambles and rambles is that occasionally you will ramble yourself into trouble. And I thought it was very interesting that he talked about one of the themes he sounds in his campaign, or it will sound in this campaign, is what he terms economic freedom. I'd like you to listen to Tim Ryan's definition of economic freedom. I talk about freedom. I talk about freedom as a basic American value all the time. And I talk about it mostly in the context of economic freedom. I think economic freedom means you've got enough money in your pocket to pay your bills, maybe go on vacation and not have to work six or seven days a week, 12, 15 hours a day. That's economic freedom. I wouldn't disagree with his definition of economic freedom, J.D., but I don't know that somebody who's been in Congress 20 years has really brought a lot of that to the area he represents. Well, that's exactly right. Um, you know, the, the problem with Tim Ryan is that he actually has a record to run on. Yep. Um, you know, he has been incredibly weak on the China issue. He has voted against the president's tariffs, President Trump's tariffs. He's supported Joe Biden as he's tried to weaken those tariffs. Uh, he has been 100 percent with Joe Biden on everything, but especially on these pro-inflation policies that are you know, making it harder for people to, to, to afford things. I mean, if you want real economic freedom, it's a problem that Chinese investors are buying up American homes and making it harder for people to buy uh, a home for their family. It's a problem that people can't afford food or can't afford gasoline. Like, if you really believe in economic freedom, Joe Biden is not your guy, and yet Tim Ryan has voted for him 100% of the time. J.D. Vance is our guest, and you can follow J.D. on Twitter at jdvance one jdvance.com is his website. So uh, the other thing that I find curious about Ryan, I was looking up the financial disclosure forms from the start of the Senate campaign, he's going to hit you as a uh, an anointed choice of Peter Thiel, a billionaire, a Silicon Valley guy. 
he's going to dredge up like Club for Growth did in the campaign, six-year-old quotes that you hate Ohio, you don't feel comfortable in Ohio. You must have gotten comfortable in Ohio. You've lived in Columbus and Cincinnati for quite some time. But how do you plan to combat his attacks that you're an elitist? Well, I think part of it is just totally fake. Right? I mean, some of these quotes are – he's dredging up these comments. Uh, I don't even know what, what he's trying to do with them. So I think, one, you just push back against the dishonesty when it's dishonest. And then, you know, again, you, you try to hammer him on the record that he actually has. Uh, you know, I, 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 I joke about this, but he's kind of, if you watch his advertisements, you wouldn't know that Tim Ryan is a, is a Democrat. You wouldn't mm-hmm. know that he's voted with Joe Biden, like I said, 100 percent of the time. Uh, you wouldn't know that he has been in Congress for 20 years. I mean, somebody pointed this out to me today. Uh, it never occurred to me. That when in 2003, in, in, in April of 2003, we had just invaded Iraq, I had enlisted in the Marine Corps and left for boot camp a few months later, Tim Ryan was getting elected to Congress. Yeah. And it's not like he was getting elected to Congress in a region of our state that's done very well. He's been in Congress for 20 years in Youngstown, Ohio. Youngstown has not you know, done well by Tim Ryan's leadership, and now he wants the entire state of Ohio to give him a promotion. It's just, it's just the craziest thing uh, in light of his actual record. It is, and and I'll get back to the financial disclosures. Uh, According to the Cleveland Plain Dealer, uh, Tim Ryan, when he filed his financial disclosures prior to his Senate campaign, had a negative net worth. Now, uh, congressional salaries, uh, they're pretty good. They're better than the average Mahoning Valley worker, 165, 175 grand. Uh, He's got, this was interesting, tens of thousands of dollars in unsecured loans. I don't remember ever having much success when I went in to try to get a loan if I didn't have collateral for it. <laughs> uh, well, you're not a U.S. congressman, though, yeah. uh, Bruce, and this is this is the way the game is played, is that people trade on their political favors to make a little extra money for themselves. Yeah, look, this attack here that I'm, I'm, I'm anointed by Peter Thiel or some, something, you know, first of all, Tim Ryan's going to have more money in this race. Uh, he's going to have a, money, a lot of money from a lot of out-of-state Wall Street and Silicon Valley people. Uh, I'm not ashamed of anybody who supported me. Peter's a good friend. I think that you know we're, our values are aligned. Uh, the the problem is that the the values of the people supporting Tim Ryan are not Ohio values, and they're sure as hell not good for the people who actually live in the state. And, and yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm not I'm not going to complain or 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 criticize somebody for not being wealthy, right? The problem is not that Tim Ryan isn't wealthy. The problem is he's had a pretty good salary from the taxpayers for 20 years. Uh, the fact that he owes a lot of people a lot of money. And you wonder who who does he owe a lot of favors to mm. is a pretty significant problem. I, I heard, you know, somebody told me that he was criticizing me for being a taker. Now, I don't even know what that means. You know, I've I've started a business here in Cincinnati. I've actually created jobs here in Ohio. Uh, he has certainly not done that. But it's such a weird thing to say for a guy who's been collecting a very generous salary for, from the U.S. government for two decades. J.D. Vance is our guest, and and. I, I've not been a congressman, but I would assume that a lot of your expenses as a congressman are taken care of. Like, he's not paying for his own health care. Don't they have free health care? Isn't he getting his travel reimbursed and all that stuff? For anybody who would say, well, $175,000, I mean, he's got to maintain a dual residence and all that, so maybe that's not out of line. But what do you know about what kind of things are picked up for people on congressional salaries? You know, I, I think a lot of it is picked up. Um, you know, you're certainly your, your travel is covered, your health care, all that stuff is covered. You know, the, the, the weird thing about this, it's, it's sort of two ways of this problem, right? One, one side of it is you have these guys who make $200,000 a year, whatever the salary is, uh, and they come out make, you know, being worth $50 million. 
uh, and you have you have on the other side people who make two hundred thousand dollars a year, and they come out with a negative net worth where they owe debt and favors to a lot of you know potentially uh, people you don't want them to have favors to. So I, I actually think I, either side of this is a, is a pretty significant problem. We want to send people to represent us who have some useful skill set other than getting elected for office. Yeah. And unfortunately, Tim Ryan. Uh, is not in that category. No, true. He'd be running. He'd, he'd be have. He'd be running for Congress again if he could. He just can't. We're talking with J.D. Vance, Senate nominee on the Republican side of the ticket. All right, let's shift to current events. Uh, your your reaction yesterday to Joe Biden saying that the MAGA movement is as extreme as anything we've seen in recent American history. So I assume that would include BLM. That would include Antifa. That would include burning down federal courthouses. That would include you know everything that I've seen over the last five to ten years. What's your reaction to Biden's comment? Well, you, you hit it on the head, right? I'm pretty sure that the MAGA movement has not set set fire to thousands of small businesses all across uh, our country, and 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 of course, uh, you know, it's it's composed of good people who just care about their country, and obviously, a lot of them voted for me last Tuesday. So I take personal offense uh, to the idea that there's a bunch of violent extremists out there, when in reality, they're just patriots who are actually using the democratic process to make our country better. You know, it, it's part and parcel with the entire left wing effort to create domestic terrorists and insurrectionists out of normal people exercising their political voice. If you think about this person, this new minister of of information (laughs) at the Biden administration, she's trying to get basic, normal conservative viewpoints labeled as disinformation, which will then allow the Biden administration, of course, to censor them, to force big tech to censor them. Uh, And I I think this is sort of the Democrats' playbook over the next six to eight months. They know they can't win on Biden's record. It's awful. He's probably the least popular president of my lifetime, the results speak for themselves and not in a good way. And, and so they can't run on the record. What are they going to do? They're going to try to create a censorship regime that makes it harder for conservatives to win the debate in a free debate. Well, everywhere I look, and the danger in, in looking is that I forget to look some places where I have clear evidence to illustrate my point, is that I see Democrats embracing mob rule. I see it in their reaction to this, to, first of all, to the leak from the Supreme Court. I see it in the vitriolic reaction from the abortion uh, advocates. I see it in sending protesters to the Supreme Court uh, justices' homes. I see it in their uh, Justice Department looking at school board members. I see it in banning people on Twitter and deplatforming them. I mean, it really feels to me like mob rule is what they want. They're decrying the, the death of democracy all the time. And if Roe is overturned, the people get to vote in every state on abortion. Yeah, the only thing that changes is, is you're exactly right. It gets kicked to the states, and then, you know, I'm 100% pro-life. We can have a debate with people who are not 100% pro-life, and if we win the debate, uh, then we get to legislate the way that we want to, right? That, that's how a functioning constitutional republic works. Uh, but you're, you're absolutely right that every time they seem to, to, to be on the verge of losing, the Democrats somehow find a way to suspend the normal rules of our entire country. I mean, what was COVID? Uh, What was the election under COVID? What was uh, the rioting that happened? Appreciate the time, my friend. My bad on the break. My apologies to J.D. Vance and to you as listeners. Uh, The new station... In Dayton, 94.5, The Answer. It's not new. It's the Hooli Show is new. Uh, it's taken me a little while to get used to the hard-out time, so I really apologize for cutting J.D. off. He was kind enough 
to join us. We'll have him back on numerous times as we lead up to the election. And yes, yes, I'd be more than willing to bring Tim Ryan on the show. Uh, I don't know. He might come on. He's uh, he's a pit bull. He likes to fight. He likes to scream. He likes to yell. I'll treat him with dignity, but I'll do the same thing Brett Baer did. I won't let him off the hook on answering questions uh, because I had great admiration for Bill O'Reilly's interviewing style. And I think that my responsibility to you as a listener is to put people on who you want to hear from in their own words and then ask them the questions that you would ask them if you had the ability to sit across from them. And this Senate election is extremely consequential in the state of Ohio because senators serve for six years. Um, The senator that we elect this fall is going to serve the final two years of Joe Biden's presidency and the entirety of the next president's four-year term. So it's big and I'm sure J.D. Vance is right that Tim Ryan will spend a ton of money because Democrats are looking at a bloodbath in the House and in the Senate. The Fox News generic ballot the other day had Republicans 46 percent, Democrats 39 percent. Two years ago, that was flipped in the opposite direction. So you're talking about a 14 to 20 point swing in the generic ballot. The generic ballot is Who do you favor when you go into the ballot box, when you go in to vote? Are you more predisposed to vote for a Republican? Do you think they have the answers? Are you more predisposed to vote for a Democrat? Do you think they have the answers? And that fluctuates some because we tend to, it's harder to govern than it is to do demo, right? I mean, the difference between governing and campaigning is that, as J.D. Vance said of Tim Ryan, you got a record to run on. What has become a very popular way for presidents to run for the highest office in the land. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? So your record is a referendum. It's the chance people have to hold you to account or affirm you for what your policies have made happen. So this is a huge race. Republicans, if that generic ballot would translate into results in line with that ratio, 46-39, Republicans would pick up in the Senate 11 seats. Well, I assume you all can do the math that if you have 50 seats now, and it's 50-50 in the Senate, if Republicans pick up 11, that's 61, that's a filibuster-proof majority. Now, they won't have the president for the next two years, But they would be in strong position to have in 2024 what they had in 2016, presidency, House, and Senate. Unfortunately, they didn't do much with it. They didn't defund Planned Parenthood. They didn't build the wall. And I think if they don't do it in 2024, if they get the ability to do it, and they're filibuster-proof in that Senate, well then, we're just going to continue as a country to go spiraling down the drain like we have in this year and a half of Joe Biden's presidency. So that gets to be discouraging on a daily basis when I look at videos online of, it was anarchy in Los Angeles in the aftermath of the announced Supreme Court ruling that would overturn Roe Bush's way. It was anarchy. Police officers, the rule of law, trying to arrest a protester and other protesters intervening 
physically. The officer's safety was in jeopardy. You can find the video on my Twitter profile, at Behools, B-H-O-O-L-Z. And we always hear about, oh, the cops are so hateful toward people and they're excessively using force. You check out the restraint of those police officers. In my view, they would have been fully justified pulling out their weapons. Their personal safety, their very lives were in jeopardy. You have to have the rule of law in this country or you don't have a country. But mob rule is one of the main weapons in the Democratic playbook. There are now stories that Supreme Court justices in the aftermath of this leaked ruling are having protesters show up at their homes. Security may need to be provided for the children of Amy Coney Barrett as they go to school, for the wives of Justices Alito, Thomas, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and the husband of Amy Coney Barrett. Is it beyond the realm of possibility that a zealot with a bloodthirst to kill children in the womb would do physical harm to a Supreme Court justice or a member of their family or kidnap them? I don't think anything is beyond them because when you look at them on video, you see a demonic anger. It's a different kind of anger than you typically see. It's demonic, which makes sense because in order to want to kill children in the womb, in order to lie about the overturn of Roe versus Wade, ending abortion in America, to lie to that extent, to see voters having the final say on whether a state upholds abortion in limited form or in unlimited form or outlaws it entirely, to not want the voters to have control of that is to endorse mob rule and to be against the democracy that the Democrats claim they are fighting so hard to preserve. So I looked up last night online, who were the corporate donors, the top corporate donors to Planned Parenthood? And they are among the biggest corporations in America. PepsiCo is one. Unilever is one. Those are two of the 11 companies that make about 90-plus percent of the products that sit on your store shelves that you buy and that I buy. We fund the lobbying efforts for causes we do not support, including pro-abortion causes. And that's why I'm a passionate supporter of the Patriot Switch movement, which offers you an avenue to find a pro-America, family-owned company that is pro-life, supports the foundational values of America's beginning. They market in a different way. They don't advertise. They don't stock their products in stores. They sell direct to consumer. You have to express an interest before I can tell you about that company. But if you go to PatriotSwitch.com and click on the down menu, how did you hear about us, Bruce Hooley? I had five people last night do that. Appreciate it. All across Ohio, from Coshocton to Coldwater, and the new listening audience of the Bruce Hooley Show, from all parts of the state. And it's so fun for me to talk to you I talked to Mark this morning and his daughter, Amber. I talked to a woman in Minnesota the other day. I talked to Eric in Belmont County the day before that. I talked to Tom from Independence. It's fun for me to talk to you one-on-one because I know very few people will call a radio show at 844-TALK-989. You're always available to do that. But 
I know that a lot of people don't do that. And so for me to be able to interact with you one-on-one and to talk about the importance of fighting for the foundational values of our country is extremely important to me. So go to PatriotSwitch.com and click on Bruce Hooley in the down menu. In hour number two, we're going to talk more about where the impetus for the pro-abortion movement comes from and why they do not portray this issue in the light of truth and why they magnify lies in order to distract from what their true agenda is. And we've got a lot of great sound to play for you, including a startling admission, a startling admission from Jen Psaki, the presidential truth masseuse. Have you noticed that the White House has not done what everyone else on the Republican side of the aisle has done since the leak from the Supreme Court? The White House has not condemned the leak. They were asked about why they have not condemned the leak yesterday, and Jen Psaki's answer was very revealing. Would a statesman, if we had one as president, try to calm the country and condemn the leak? I think so. Has Joe Biden done that? No, but he said something else yesterday, and we'll play it for you next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 